So the Tziv has a beautiful hakdama to each of the different parshas. I hope I remember to do the one on Devarim because it's they're just so special and they sort of give you an overview of what he considers to be the most important theme of the Sefer. Looking at uh, Sefer Bamidbar in the introduction, the Psichal Sefer Bamidbar, the Nitziv says, Zeha Sefer Nikra Humash Hapkudim. This book is called the Chumash of the Countings. The Nirsham Bedas Rabosenu Inyan Shnei Hapkudim Shebezeha Sefer. They're talking about it because there's two moments in the Sefer where there is a big counting. The first one is in um, Parshas Bamidbar, and then there's another one later in the Sefer. And then it says that this essence of counting is considered by Chazal to be more important than anything else that happens in Bamidbar. Even the things that are special and unique to this book, there's like a lot of good stuff in Bamidbar, the Nitziv says. But the, the for some reason, Chazal said, no, it is the countings, the two countings of B'nai Yisrael that are the, the most important thematic concern of Bamidbar. Mishum de'ikar ha-sefer hu ha-machlif halichos im Hashem b'chayei ha-olam me'az shehigiu la-eretz Yisrael. Why are these countings so important? Because they symbolize to us a transformation. Ikar zeh ha-sefer hu ha-machlif the transformation and the change Halichos im Hashem of walking one on one with Hashem, with a more natural existence from when they get to Eretz Yisrael. And this transformation happens min So the act of walking through the Midbar, the book of Bamidbar, shows us this transformation of B'nai Israel from one mode of being in which they are in a very direct connection with Hashem to a more natural existence as a people. And that transformation is symbolized by the two countings, the two p'kudim. She'bamidbar hayu mitnahagin b'midat tiferes, she'halach liyamin Moshe, she'hu legamre mehalichos hateva. Throughout the midbar, throughout the time the B'nai Israel were going through the midbar, there was an element of being lemala mihalichos hateva, being just out of the natural state of things. They were in a midah of tiferes. They were in a midah of direct connection with Hashem's glory. Uba'eretz Yisrael, but when they get to Israel and to Eretz Yisrael, halchu b'derech hateva, they went in a more natural way, Hashem's hashgacha, his connection, his oversight was in a much more hidden way. This change, this transformation happened while they were still in the midbar. Happened in the 40th year. And you can see that this transformation happened in all sorts of different moments. For example, we know that B'nai Yisrael, when they fought the Kanani and Sichon, they won not because Hashem was directly intervening, but they won B'derech in a natural way. So that transformation had already happened by then. 
וגם המטה לא היה עוד ביד משה תמיד, אלא לעץ הצורך לפי ההכרח כמו שביארנו שם. And even Moshe's stick, which is the ultimate symbol of למעלה מן הטבע, like creating these ניסים ונפלאות in a very explicit way, he only used the temper whenever he needed it in, in the situation. ועל זה השינוי המצוין בזה הספר, אמרו חז"ל בבראשיס רבא, ויבדל אלוקים בין האור ובין החושך. So Chazal said, when it says, that is Sefer Bamidbar, that is the book of Bamidbar. Because that separated throughout the book of Bamidbar, we're going to see that transformation, that separation of a people coming out of slavery and then a people going into Eretz Yisrael. The whole act of leaving Mitzrayim, the saving B'nai Israel from Mitzrayim, it was obvious to everybody, the Hashkachat Hashem in every moment. But this was not true of the way that B'nai Israel conquered Eretz Yisrael. The Hashkacha was much more hidden. Only somebody who was really squinting, who was really looking for it, could see it. Like somebody walking in the night who has to really, your eyes have to get used to seeing in the dark before you can see it. And there were only certain moments where the Hashkacha was obvious to everybody. Like a jagged line of lightning that lights up the night sky. It's such a beautiful image. So what, 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 wherein lay this difference between the people who left Mitzrayim, who were, came out of slavery, that everyone could recognize, and then the people entering Eretz Yisrael, B'derech HaTeva, the, the, the main hop of this difference you can really see it, the Nitziv says, in the two countings and the way that they went about the two countings. It, maybe it was the same people he was saying, but the people themselves had undergone that transformation, so they were completely a different kind of people from the first counting to the second counting. So he's saying the difference, if you look at the two ways of the Pekudim that happened, the first Pekudim happened, the way that they set up the flags it was in in a an inyan of dalid ruchos to create a merkava shechina, to create like a a flying carpet for the shechina. That was the point of the order. The haya Ephraim rosh hadegel v'kodem lemenashe, and Ephraim came before Menashe. The locate bekudei parashat pinchas b'shem b'shnata arba'im, but in the fortieth year, in the second pekudim in parashat pinchas, it was not like that. That order was flipped. So 
Everybody had to be in the same Shevet. They had to be everybody in that tribe that they belonged to. But not so in the one for Parshas Pinchas. So what does this all signify? What is the more spiritual component here of, of the difference between the two Pekudim? So then it says, So the second Pekudim happens right after, there's a little tiny Parsha, it's the shortest single Parsha in the entire Torah. We say it every Shabbos, we say it when they open the, the Ark. Why was that in and of itself its own little Parsha? Well, you, you have to look at what came right after it. So right after Vayhibin Soaron, we get this tiny little story. The people were looking to complain and Hashem was, it was bad in Hashem's ears and Hashem got very angry and he lit a fire and he, it consumed the, the extremes of the camp. And, you know, the people cried out to Moshe, Moshe cried to Hashem, and the fire was quieted. It's like a very little story. It's just two psukim. After that, you have a much longer story with the Asaf Suf making noise about wanting some kind of meat. But this standalone story, very short little story. And then it says, this is where the Shinui starts to happen. What he learns from this is, so in this story of the, the Mitonanim, they cried out, they upset Hashem, he immediately punished them, and then the punishment ended. And the Nitziv says that is the Midav Tiferet that characterized the being in the Midbar, the being close to Hashem, the being right there in that explicit mode of Hashkachat Hashem. You sin, you're immediately punished. There's no waiting. There's no ambiguity. It's all right there. Everybody can see it. The relationship is completely exposed. And that's what you saw in that little parsha. The hashkacha was al yad yaminam. It was right there. Everything you did had an immediate consequence because it was right there, exposed, clear, straightforward. It was hard. You know, I think we think of the Hester Panim that we live with as being the hard thing, right? You never know. Like faith is predicated on an absence of certainty, right? Like if you knew, you couldn't have faith. Like the whole point of faith is the Hester Panim. Like we get signs, but you have to be like the person in the dark, right? Like get, making yourself be able to see squinting. It's not apparent. But what the Nitziv is saying is that there's something much harder than that. And it's having it be exposed, having it be clear. To get out of that situation, they sent the Miraglim. They were trying to get to that next stage where their relationship with Hashem was mediated through the natural world, where he was, Bitsamsem himself was, came away from that totally exposed Al-Yad Yaminam version of the relationship and became 
hidden in the darkness. It was too much for them to bear. The im came parashazok tana ki hamechalekes ben shnei ofanei halichos Israel. That is the dividing line between the pre-Eretz Yisrael slaves running out of Egypt version of B'nai Yisrael and the post-Bamidbar version going, getting ready to go into Israel in this natural way. So it's almost like there's two Bamidbars. And I think the lesson here is that um, what the Nitziv is saying is that the Hester upon him, the hiddenness of Hashem in this, in the, in our lives, in our world, it's a chesed. It's, it's really a chesed to us because there's something about it's, there's a slave mentality that you can't escape when you are immediately punished. When the, the master is right there, there's like a lack of agency. And it was making me think a lot about last week's Nitziv and how when we do the mitzvot, we are creating the laws of nature as we go. We are sustaining the world. We're given a level of agency by Hashem being in the darkness as opposed to in the light. And we're given a level of responsibility to ourselves help sustain this world, our relationship with Hashem becomes mediated through the natural, but we are equal participants. We have this huge responsibility to keep the mitzvot and keep the world going because like he said last week, the laws of nature and the laws that we follow as Jews are two sides of the same coin. I just thought that that was really, really beautiful that we had to go from being Slaves to being warriors, not just warriors conquering our land, but warriors who are able to make the natural into ours, to understand that we are responsible for keeping nature going. Just such a beautiful hakdama for thinking about Bamidbar. And I just want to read another very quick one. I can't let you move on without just a passing comment, because when the Nitziv is quoting, you would think by quoting the Medrash and saying, you would think that he is bolstering his thesis by quoting the Medrash, as it says in Breshit Rabbah. But if you look up that Medrash, the Medrash of Vayavdel Elokim Ben Ola Choshech Zeh Sefer Bamidbo, that Medrash is actually going through and parsing the five books of Moses, showing how the first book is Yehi Or. That's Bereshis. By Yehi Or is Shmos. By Yarel is Or Kito. That's Vayikra. Then comes the Medrash and says Vayavdel Elokim Ben Haor Uben Achoshech. The Choshech is Bamidbar. And the light, Beno Or, is Devorim. And so the Matnas Kahuna and the Eitz Yosef says that they merited going into the light of Eretz Yisrael from the darkness of the Midbar. And now the Nitzv completely flips it and says, no, 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 they had Hashgocha in the Midbar, and now they're going into the darkness of nation building. I just wanted to point that out to show how tricky he was in citing the Medrash as a kind of authoritative backing, but in fact, flipping the Medrash and doing a Medrash on the Medrash. Oh, great, Papa. Thank you for adding that. It's really 
Great context. All right. Very quickly, the, the, I just wanted to point something out because it brought such a big smile to my face. Um, so later in the, that we're, so there's the Pukudim and they're counting everybody and the heads of everybody. So in each of them, there's a sort of formula. And then it gets to Naftali, the last one, and it just says, It doesn't say, And if you look at the Nitziv, it's, He says, Which is Rav Itzala, right, Papa? Yep. He quotes Rav Itzala, B'Shem Ha'ari HaKadosh. They took one big bowl and everybody put in a, their name, wrote their name, and they put them all in the bowl. Then all of the Nisim came and each would bring their own bowl. They'd pick up and they would read the names of each of the people. Whenever he picked up one, oh yes, this is from God. This is me. Okay, this goes in my bowl. <laughs> so and then he counted however many he had he had collected in his teva. That's why it says in each of them leave The leave is the lamed is the two is the act of collecting from the big bowl to the little bowl. But somebody's going to be the last guy to show up, and everything that's left in the bowl is going to be his, right? So that's Naftali. It wasn't like the Machatzis shekel where everybody gives half a shekel and a thing. They would literally write their names. And I just thought it was, it just it sent a shiver up my spine. I'm sure Safta read this Nitziv many times and it really drives home like this, um, the genealogy and how he was thinking about his father-in-law. And, and I also wondered if it was like, a special Torah because it was on Naftali, which was his name. And if that was something that they sort of shared, you know, such a beautiful little uh, <laughs> little story. Thank you all so much. And Papa, thank you for that addition. Really amazing. Have a great week, everybody. See you next week. Bye.